sofa Start to post and you to hear We bout to bust this pot Come in your ear Cause there's too much news Not enough fuel Somebody gotta pass it on to you And that's us It's why we trust Locked and loaded Ready to bust It's the unused Muse news Unused Muse news Unused Muse news Unused Muse news It's the unused Muse news Unused Muse news Damn right, we're talking to you because we got a shit ton more news. Go, Chain News Bus Driver. Go, go. Ah, nothing like having your online geek name being said by a beautiful woman. Thanks, Katie. Yeah, she said your name, not my name. Well, what would she say? Go, the other guy. Go. That's fine go. by me. I'm down with that. <laughs> I could bust Podcum to that. Mmm, thank you, Miss Katie Morgan. For I could even that. maybe bust Podcum to the J News Go Go. Why is the pod come going in your ear? I don't know. But I was actually thinking about Katie Morgan today. Well, because I came. That's up... not difficult. No. Did you have some lubricants for your hand? No, no, no. This box of tissue present. This happened at work. I came. Oh, up... nasty! Do you go to the bathroom to do that shit? So yeah, no. I was thinking of Katie Morgan today because I was at work at my second job, which is a video store, and uh, I was putting away movies, and I came across a movie, and I'm like, this would be, you know, you see those like perfect porn title movies. And I actually came up with a plot and everything. But I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to spill it. I don't want to, you know, blow the load on the air. Spill it. No, blow the load. No, it's come awesome. across the movie. No, don't come across anything in my presence, please. Uh, you'll be sad to know that Miss Morgan no longer does pornography. Yeah, I'm sure Miss Morgan that she doesn't. No. Oh well. She got out of the biz. Wait a minute. So you can't finish up your own book, but you're thinking of porno movies now. My book is done. Well, the first book's done. I'm working on the second book. But no, this... How long would it take to write a porno script? Depends what you're trying to do. You gotta write a couple scenes and then basically strip, suck, missionary, missionary, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, anal. You've apparently... <laughs> well, you, you know what you're talking about. End scene. I don't know. There, little bit of there's stuff. a lot of these porn, porns out now that are very elaborate. Like, have you seen any of the uh, parody porns? No. There's some good ones, dude. You gotta check out the Batman parody porn. Uh, the Seinfeld parody porn is quite hilarious. The Cosby parody porn is actually hilarious. Uh, and Rudy does it in, in Cosby porn, too. That's creepy. Only um, if it was Peter. Oh, that's even creepier. <laughs> um, well, the thing about those parody porn, right? I don't have time to sit and watch a whole porno. I only need to watch a porno for like two, two and a half minutes. Jeez, you're pretty, you well, go pretty long. Well, I'm pretty good. When I'm by myself, I know what I'm doing. I, I can press all the right buttons. <laughs> oh. I mean, seriously, it's me. I get excited just at the thought of it. In fact, I might need to use your bathroom now. I'll pretend I still have the stomach flu. That's right. Run the faucet. Run the faucet and uh, hmm. there we go. So here's a little something else about porn. So we should classify this in the Mike was right column. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week... We reported on the story of Gordon Ramsay's porn dwarf being eaten by badgers. Well, it turns out Gawker, in their, you know, attempts at journalistic integrity... I really shouldn't slam Gawker. I don't know if they're... You were, you were praising them last week. I was praising You're their... It's so easy to turn. I was praising their journalistic in integrity. What would the anti of integrity be? Infamous? No. Um, if it's integrity, integrity? Non-tegrity? Detegrity. Detegrity? Let us know, folks. <laughs> what do you prefer? But either way... Send your dictionaries, too. You're the I, source. I, I knew bullshit when I read bullshit. Because if it looks like a dwarf, and it fucks like a dwarf, then it's gotta be bullshit. So, Gordon Ramsay's badger-eaten porn dwarf. Just a myth? You said dwarf. I said dwarf? <laughs> well, you know it would be fucking awesome if it was Gordon Ramsay's porn dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, Hell's Kitchen meets the next generation. Where Worf has, like, you know, Counselor Troy over a fucking countertop and Gordon Ramsay's yelling at him. Are you going to read the story? I will. All Engage. Right. It's from Gawker. Uh, so it's from Gawker. Gordon Ramsay's badger-eaten porn dwarf. Just a myth. Looks like our skepticism regarding Percy Foster, the 35-year-old dwarf, Gordon Ramsay lookalike, and porn star whose murder by hungry Welsh badgers captivated the world slash internet was well-founded. Foster seems to be a made-up man, as mythical as the Gordon Ramsay lookalike unicorn and the Gordon Ramsay lookalike minotaur. A Huffington Post reporter interviewed an historian of X-rated movies. <laughs> I like that job. That would be a great job. I bet he knows Katie Morgan well. 
and search the internet. Hi-ho, hi-ho, <laughs> up the arse we go. Uh, and lo, in search of info on Foster and discover nothing to confirm his existence. So yeah, I called it. It's fake. It's bullshit. It doesn't exist. I'm sure there are porn dwarves in the uh, industry, but uh, yeah. Apparently not Gordon Ramsay's twin, and apparently not one that was eaten by badgers. I told you so, all you people out there who sent flowers. You don't send me flowers. You don't fuck like a porn dwarf. Speaking of If you can suck my dick without getting on your knees, then you're porn dwarf material. <laughs> oh, I think everyone ho, should do ho. a dwarf just for that reason. Once in their life. Be open, people. Be open to everything. Yeah, I see you're feeling a lot better. I am feeling better. We actually this got week. a few tweets of concerned listeners That's... asking if you were if you were feeling better. That's nice. Thank you. There are strangers out there that give a fuck about you. I know. That's weird. Yeah. There's people who know me who don't give a fuck about me. I'm one of them. I know. You're a dick. <laughs> That's why I shat all over your toilet bowl like 20 times last oh, time I was God. here. Oh, God. I think I caught a bit of that. You probably I did. I was in the fucking John all the next day. Yep. I was sick. What can I say? How'd the Maalox do? Yeah, Maalox didn't pass the test. Because I downed a lot of that Maalox when I was here, and I was still sore on my way home. <laughs> there goes a sponsor. Yeah, sponsor, Maalox, not gonna happen. Pepto, you helped more, so... For everyone out there, if you got a sore tummy, Pepto. Get the pink shit. It doesn't make you gay, it's just good for you. Pepto. <laughs> it doesn't make you gay. <laughs> That's, well, There's your endorsement deal. Well, they just, they just repealed Don't Ask, Don't Tell today, so... You see? Did they? Yes, they did. You're topical. I am topical. I listen to the news. The real news. <laughs> the real news. Not the unused muse news. With uh, porn dwarfs. I'm back, baby! I'm back! <laughs> so, let's get back on track. Bus driver here wants to give a shout out to his good friends. Encourage my love. He's got some big news regarding them. Yes. Uh, they were signed to a distribution deal with Warner Records. I like to think it was because of their exposure on Unused Muse News Pod 2. I agree. Prince was sitting at home listening to Unused Muse News, and he's like, Oh my god, bus driver likes Courage My Love. I'm going to call Real Warner Brothers. Is that, is that your Prince? I don't know what Prince really sounds like. <laughs> I know what he looks like. Well, he's not going to sing it. He doesn't walk around singing all the time. How do I know? Oh, they got courage. I don't know what he sings like either. This is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, as posted on the Courage My Love website, huge news! We started a record label called Homeschool Prom Records, and we just signed a worldwide distribution deal with Warner Music. Stoked does not even come close to describing how we feel. That's pretty cool. I'm glad we can give those kids a boost in the right direction. <laughs> you say it. <laughs> I was saying that. I wish 20 years ago someone had given me the shot that we've given them. We didn't do fuck all, folks. <laughs> so congrats to Courage, Milo. Big congrats. Woo! Don't forget us when you get even bigger. Well, you can forget me. We've never met. So Courage, My Love has their big news. And uh, we here at the uh, pod stop, we, in our own little way, have some big news. Average news. <laughs> it's <laughs> We bought parquet butter and margarine. <laughs> parquet. Parquet. Um, no. After after uh, bus driver toiled for many an hour, months, many a month, many a internet searches, many a requests for help, somehow we are now on iTunes. I just forgot to check one little square. Oh. Couldn't spare the square. Was the square upload now? <laughs> Click here to upload to iTunes. Not quite, but kinda. <laughs> Was it really <laughs> something like that? I agree to one of those like license user end agreements that you always forget to click on when you're trying to submit something. Shut up, man. <laughs> all right, I'm just saying, maybe I should have done it. But see, for me, iTunes, the I and all those things stands for I don't know how it works. Really? Yeah. iPod? I don't know how iPad? it works. iPad? I don't know how it works, pad. <laughs> I'm of that age. I'll give out my age. I'm 34. I'm right in the middle between... The, the group of people, and I'm from the East Coast, East Coast Canada, so we were a little bit behind to begin with, folks. You still are. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm from that age group where I'm just coming out of not having new technology in my life to that age group where everyone has new technology. So I'm sort of smack dab in the middle where I'm not afraid of it, like, say, my parents. I call my TV remote the remote. My mom calls it the clacker. I love my mom. 
Shout out to my mom. Um, we shout out everybody else. I'm going to shout out my mom with her clacker. I shout out your mom's nice clackers too. Oh, there you go. My dad's going to kick your ass. <laughs> mom... Come on, Hank Morrison. I'll fucking take you with one hand tied behind my back. Hank? Red? King of the Hill? Tito? <laughs> Jermaine? Jermaine. is <laughs> Jim. Um, he's not dead. But anyway, yeah, so I'm sort of in that mid-group where I'm kind of technically illiterate, but not totally afraid of it. I don't even own a cell phone, so yeah. Bus drivers are the brains of the operation. So we're on iTunes. Woohoo! You know who Bus else is driver. on iTunes? Well, tell, tell the people where they can find us on iTunes. Oh, it's so, such, such a fucking long link. I can't. Well, don't give them the link. Just what are, if you were to go on uh, iTunes and search. I think if you search Podstop Archive, you'll find us. Podstop Archive? There'll be a link on the page. Don't link up the whole world. People Listen, are going to forget how to I'm going to take out fucking Hank Morrison and his son. Alright, alright. Um, also on iTunes is one Mr. James Franco's new show on Sir called The Breaks. Uh, James has been uh, James has been really nice at talking us up on uh, on Sir. Um, and uh, I recently made him a shirt for his show, which I guess he went out and made a, a prototype to and has been wearing it around LA, which is kind of cool. Sweet! Please avoid those big chasms. Oh. I, it took me Dumbass. forever to get that joke. 127 hours, right? Is how long it's going to take to record this show. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get back to the news then. Unused Muse News. Story number twos. Uh, this is from DW World D. Ducevele. Mystery boy claims he lived in the forest for years. A teenager has popped up in Berlin speaking English, very little German, and claiming he lived in the woods with his father until he was killed two weeks ago. Poorly written, his father was killed two weeks ago, not the kid. The boy doesn't know his last name or where he's from. Berlin police say they're looking into the story of an English-speaking teenager who showed up at a city hall claiming he had spent the last five years living in the woods with his father. Here's the question. He's a teenager. He's mm -hmm. 17. So he spent the last five years in the woods. So that means he went into the woods at 12. So what happened before that? I knew my last name when I was 12. And if I lived in the woods for five years, I wouldn't forget it. So yeah, it's like the village. But probably not as shitty as the village. I like the village. Shitty. Lady in the Water I could do without. I could pretty much do without everything M. Night Shyamalan has done Wrong. since Signs. I didn't like Signs. See, Signs was awesome. Nah. Why would the fucking aliens come to a planet that's mostly water and it rains all the time if that's what's going to defeat them? Spoilers, spoilers. I don't care. Maybe they got here by accident. I don't care. You see? It was awesome because Signs came out in August, one year after 9-11. So it was August... Late summer 2012, and Signs best captured 9-11 on film, basically for the rest of the world. What the world was doing on 9-11 is what's captured on Signs, how everyone was just glued to the TV, no one knew what was going on, everyone was freaking out, everyone was throwing out all these ideas without knowing what they were talking about. I was wearing a tinfoil hat. I'm, you usually wear a tinfoil hat when I come here, full of Jiffy Pop, and then I eat food <laughs> from your head, and it is delicious. So yeah, he's, he, he's been in the woods for five years. I want to know where he was for 12 years before that. I don't know if I'm willing to go out on a limb saying this is a hoax, but I'm close. <laughs> I'm calling it here. I should start using our pod for gambling. The boy said his, he and his father began living in the forest after his mother was killed in a car accident, according to the... Moss. <laughs> Moss. He told authorities that he, that he and his father lived in a tent and... Earthen dugout thingies. I thought they said earthen donuts. Yeah, so did I. I thought they were saying he ate earthen donuts, and I'm like, <laughs> donuts of the earth! I want to move to that fucking wood. No wonder he stayed there for five years. Yeah, like, this story's getting weirder and weirder. Hmm. But yeah, I think it, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, this is kind of a hoaxy hoax. Andre, would you like to take a bet? I bet you one bag of Jiffy Pop. <laughs> All right, Mike, so you think that last story's a hoax, but I bet yep. you here's one that you don't want to be a hoax. Knowing how much of a hard cock you have for James Cameron. <laughs> Your cock probably gets harder for James Cameron than it does Katie Morgan. From Routers! Routers. Routers. That's Routers? Uh, yeah. I always thought it was Routers. I think it's Routers. Mm, Disney and Cameron to create theme park based on Avatar. Moviegoers pining for a return to the lush moon of Pandora and James Cameron's film Avatar will finally get their chance firsthand. Walt Disney Corporation is teaming with the Oscar-winning director and News Corp unit Fox Filmed Entertainment to mimic the thriving green landscape depicted in the highest-grossing movie of all time in a section of its Orlando, Florida theme park. 
Under their agreement, Disney won exclusive global theme park rights to the Avatar franchise. It will begin building from 2013 and will eventually take Avatar lands beyond Orlando's Disney World. Whoa, the navvies are coming. Yeah. If they can survive the Mayans. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Mm. I didn't understand what you meant. Because it's being built in 2013. Yeah, John Cusack will save the day. Um, yeah, I don't have a big hard-on for this. I didn't have a huge hard-on for Avatar. I liked it better the first time when it was called Dances with Wolves. It's called Ferngully. Same, same thing? If Dances, was, if Dances with Wolves was a cartoon with fairies. Mm. And a big Robin Williams bat. I wasn't a big fan of Avatar either. Really? That might surprise you. I thought you were. Nope. Hmm. Nope. Ten years. Ten years after Titanic, I'm waiting patiently for the next James Cameron movie and I get Avatar. With the exception of Piranha 2, The Spawning, Avatar is my least favorite James Cameron movie. Everything else I've ever seen him do, I've liked a lot more. Terminator, Terminator 2, The Abyss, True Lies. You are the guy designing the Avatar theme park. If what I was the guy designing the Avatar theme park, I wouldn't be here, by the way. Drinking instant coffee from your microwave. Yeah, we need more. Yep. Um, what kind of rides would be in an Avatar-themed theme park? I, 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 I don't know. Big flying things that you shove your dick in. I mean, your ponytail. I was really disappointed with Avatar. I've seen it twice. I saw it in the theater, and hands down, no movie prior and no movie since has blown, blown me... Bleh has blown me more away with its 3D. It looked uh, spectacular. I'm already sick of 3D. I'm extremely sick of 3D. And half the reason why I'm extremely sick of 3D is because over half of the movies that come out in 3D were actually shot 2D and they're just rendered 3D and they look like shit. Mm. Um, but Avatar did it right. Now, now, Friday the 13th 3 in 3D, that was something special. Uh, I did not see Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. Don't you own that disc? I own the uh, from uh, from Crystal Lake to Manhattan box set, which, mm, which isn't doesn't in have 3D. it in three D. Yeah. But so but yeah. you can tell by watching that movie what they intended to be in three D. Oh, exactly. It's like Jaws three D. You can tell horrific grapes. But I know a movie that did blow you away. Ugh, and I, I still can't fucking believe it. How Sweet. we can't believe that this is your favorite movie of all time. Okay. Favorite movie? No, it is not. My he gets favorite sopping movie wet. My favorite movie of all time is The Dark Knight. Since when? That Since... beat Titanic? Well, Titanic was never my favorite movie. You lie. I love Titanic. Prior to Titanic, my favorite movie of all time was the Star Wars saga. That's right, saga. But if I had to pick and choose, it was The Empire Strikes Back. But The Dark Knight came along and blew that away. I love Titanic. It was not my favorite movie of all time. You just want it to be my favorite movie of all time for some inexplicable reason. <laughs> Uh. You are. Read the fucking story. Alright, I'll read this motherfucker. It's from the Associated Press. The they of the news world. So Titanic necklace stolen from Danish exhibit. From Copenhagen, Denmark. A gold-plated necklace recovered from the Titanic has been stolen from an exhibition at Copenhagen's Tivoli Amusement Park. Park spokesman, oh, that's why you want me to, you always get me to read these ones with the people's names. Torben Planks. Yeah, this one's not bad, but, you know, I like these fucked up things. Uh, park spokesman, Tobin, Torben Planks. <laughs> you fucked it up. I did fuck it up. <laughs> Says the alarm did not sound when the jewelry disappeared Saturday morning. The showcase has not been broken into and the alarm didn't go off, Park Planks said. Bleh. Adding police were investigating the theft. It is pretty embarrassing. <laughs> At... $1,380 uh, $1, reward? That's it? For a necklace that's been on the bottom of the ocean for 100 years is only worth 1300 Wait, the insurance value is 19000 If somebody's getting ripped off there. Yeah. So, yeah, if I find the necklace, I'll keep it. I'll sell it on eBay for more than what their reward is. I would like you to bring it over. And they say it's a very important piece, too. I would like you to bring that necklace to me if you did find it. And asked to paint me wearing this. Wearing only this. So, back to the story. <laughs> Apparently it was uh, warm. It's an ugly fucking necklace, too. Well, it's from 1912. It's a hundred-year-old necklace. Well, you could have good-looking necklaces in a hundred years ago. 
Maybe the heart of the diamond. No, the heart of the ocean. Can't believe I fucked oh, that up. Oh, you fucked up a line from your favorite movie of all time. My favorite movie of all time is The Ugh. Dark Knight. Whatever. Oh, also stolen. Stolen Superman collection returned. Suspect in jail from, I guess that would be the St. Louis, St. Louis Today.com. In the end, things played out the way they do in the Superman comic books. God, good God. God conquered evil, folks. <laughs> Justice prevails. Just like in the Superman comics. I love it when God and Jesus come down and help Superman fight, <laughs> fight Lord Zod. That's uh, awesome. I smite thee, Solomon Grundy. Yeah. Oh, Doomsday's coming, Superman. Can Those you handle this one on Superman your own? Superman villains I know. Yeah, yeah, I got this one, guys. Well, oh, wait a minute. Luther. Brainy. Oh, yeah. Fuck <laughs> it. That's like saying, I don't know any Batman villains but the Penguin. <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Freeze. Ah, uh, Brainiac. Brain, Brainiac, you be not today. Metroplex. Yeah, Metroplex. He's a Transformer. Ah, in the end, things played out the way they do in Superman comic books. Good. God conquered evil! <laughs> I love that it's from Granite City. It just sounds like a comic book town. Or Flintstones town. Whoa! Zig! Nice. Good conquered evil, justice prevail, the tale of the vulnerable being victimized spawned a chain of goodwill that spread not only across the country, but the world! Mike Mayer, who lives off social security checks for a mental disability and a part-time job at McDonald's, had his stolen Superman collection returned in its entirety this week after police tracked down the loot and the alleged thief. Now, I was reading this story today. Yeah? And I come across social security, part-time job at McDonald's. And you know what? I'm a dickhead. Because, like, the first thing I was thinking, I'm like, you know, I just think poorly of people. Very quick, hasty generalizations. So, you know... The guy's a Do comic it. book... No, I'm not going to... Oh. Do it. Hasty generalization. That's right, bitch. I need Katie Morgan to sing that song. Um, Stop asking fucking Katie for requests. <laughs> yeah, she's not a jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> Put a quarter in it. Put a quarter in it and see what comes out, eh? All the other things. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm glad this guy... This guy's like me. He's working two jobs. Well, Social Security. He's working a shitty part-time job. You know, was, you know, I'm so glad that he got his Superman comics back. I want you people who listen to this podcast to count every time Mike says you know. And and somebody tweet me the tallies at the end of each show. Because he just fired off like four of them in one sentence. I don't even know how you get a sentence with four you knows in it. You start off with your capital letter and you got four you knows in before you hit the period at the end. I'm trying to say something nice and positive here. But how I'm glad the guy got his fucking comic books back. You know? And you ruin it. Sorry. <laughs> I, sh I shit on your fucking God positive needs to conquer parade. you. Yeah, I'm trying to be positive for a change. Usually <laughs> I'm all negative on this show. Mm. Either ranting about something or having violent diarrhea in your bathroom. Oh, listen for to this. For once I try to be nice. <laughs> Mayor, who lives alone with his dogs Crypto and Dino. <laughs> Crypto. Oh. Again, see, don't make fun of the guy. I have a cat named Naboo. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's a parallel between this guy and you. I know. Hmm. His name is Mike. Your name is Mike. And look, an old acquaintance was the one who stole it. Hmm. Hmm. Andre? This guy also masturbates to goat porn. What? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, don't knock And wait a minute. Mare's favorite movie of all time, Titanic, was also lost in the theft. Just like you! Uh, folks, my favorite movie isn't Titanic. And what's your favorite movie, Andre? I know what it is. It's Annie Hall. It's not, you fucking knob. It's not Annie. What is it? It's The Graduate. Oh, that's right. I mm, that. Now, where is the Titanic on the top 100 films of all time? And where is The Graduate? Graduate, top 10. Titanic, not my favorite. Where's The Dark Knight? Top that's, 10. I don't think it is. Should be, though. I think Dark Knight's probably, like... Four or five. Get out of here. Bring so, okay. You, All right. You have a so there's Citizen right Kane, Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Dark Knight. Okay. That's 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 what the AFI Top 100 is like, uh, without adding ooh, the Dark Knight into it. The AFI. Now, first of all, say your AFI list again. Citizen Kane. Which shouldn't even be in the top 50, folks. Sorry. Uh, ooh, Deep Focus. Deep Focus doth not make the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, but, but fucking CGI boat sinking does. Did not say it was. I'll watch Titanic over Citizen Kane. No movie with anything connected to Celine Dion should be ranked any higher than 1006. 
Mmm. Trying to think if I can think of a way around that. That's not the movie's fault. <laughs> Don't blame the movies, Andre! The morals of the comic appear to have left an imprint on others as well. Many who sent cards and donations said they felt compelled to carry out the spirit of Superman. As am I. Right now. You know. A Facebook page dedicated to Mare has more than 2,100 likes. Well, it's more than it's our more podcast. Than we do, so <laughs> maybe someone should steal my Batman collection. Once again from Gawker, teenage lesbian crime spree interrupted by alleged lion. Do we even need to read the story? We could probably just say now that's fucked up now. Pretty much because that's all it is. This is like this teen, these teen lesbian, I was going to say these teen lesbian girls, which kind of sounds oxymoronic, but uh. What do you mean, teen lesbian boys? Exactly. I'm uh, a lesbian. Uh, and the thespian. Anywho. Yeah, so basically these two girls, they just kind of robbed a bunch of houses around their neighborhood. I like that the first line of the story is, how could you possibly improve the story of two 19-year-old women falling in love and going on a summer-long crime spree? What if I told you a lion was involved? Allegedly, of course. Please. <laughs> did you read this story? I did, but they never actually really explained the lion. Apparently they broke into somebody's house and there was a lion there. There was a lion in but the no person's home? But no one ever found the lion. That's They're a lion. They're a lion. And that's fucked up. So, uh, assuming if, the, if, let's just say there was a lion involved and those two, uh, girls had been eaten by said lion or mauled, killed in some way, shape, or form, um, there are new ways for their, uh, human bodies to be disposed of. Their human bodies? As opposed to their... <laughs> their toaster bodies? bodies. <laughs> toaster bodies. They're, There's a new way for their human bodies to be with... Get like Rod Steiger all of a sudden. No, wait a minute. Serling. What? Rod Steiger was from something else. Rod Steiger? Who is Rod Steiger? Mm, I don't even think that's a person. I want to say In the Heat of the Night. The Sheriff from In the Heat of the Night. Is that Rod Steiger? But Ron Serling. That's Carol O'Connor. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Who was Archie Bunker? Carol O'Connor. All right. Anywho, <laughs> so if those bitches been eaten by lions, here's a new way to go. Forget cremations or being buried. How about being liquidized? Funeral home brings in machine which turns dead bodies into brown syrup. Yum. A Florida funeral home has introduced an eerie alternative to burial or cremation. Of course, burial and cremation not being eerie unto themselves. Body liquefaction. The stainless steel machine can dissolve a corpse in just under three hours. Okay. And the brownish syrupy liquid is then pumped into the municipal water system. Oh. Yeah. Yikes. The bones remaining can be ground down and returned to the family, rather like ashes from a cremation. So basically, why don't you just cremate them? I don't know, but it's this giant big machine that probably costs a shitload of money to turn somebody into goop. Yeah. I don't understand this. Now, can you get that goop? Like, when you get cremated? Like no, it's flushed in... Uh, when you're cremated, there's no goop. Yeah, but what I'm saying is you can get, like, <coughs> pieces of the ashes. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're burned, but your bones are still there. But, like, could they give you a little bit of goop to put in a cup? Uh, one of those little Dixie cups? Probably not. You could take it home and have your precious love goop? Probably, I guess. You know what would be the ultimate kicker? Mm. You're in a relationship. Right. You hate your husband. Okay. He dies. You liquefy him. You keep some of the goop, and then you use it as KY for your next guy who's fucking you. Oh! That's, like, ultimate revenge. Myself, if I go, I'm completely content with anything. Really? I'm having deja vu as if I've had this conversation with you before. I don't think we've talked Looking... about you dying and, and what you would like me to do with your earthly remains. Well, I know. Seriously, cheapest way to go. I live my life as the cheapest way to live. Like, right, if, right, I, right. If, if everything I purchase, I always try to find the cheapest price. The cheapest price. The cheapest price. Why suddenly when I die, would I suddenly go, like, the most expensive route? That's fucking retarded. Completely, you know, the antithesis to how I live, financially live my life. I'd like to take your dead body around town, like, weekend at Bernie's. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd take you to, like, places that you would not go in your regular life. So that's... Like, pretty much anywhere. So you're not going to just keep me in here on your couch? <laughs> I'd fucking rub meat all over your body. 
Oh, I'm getting some fucking ideas, man. I take you to like Woody's Gay Club. What? Like dress Are you, you up talking in about? chaps. I'm always going to Woody's Gay Club. There's another endorsement deal. Yeah, Woody's. Woody's for it all will your make assless you gay. chaps needs. <laughs> From our friends, my Fox New York. Yay, Fox News. Denver man accused of taking dead friend on boys' night out. Wow. That's too big. First of all, it's never too big. And secondly, bus driver here is just increased the size of our reading screen. Yeah, I think yeah. bus driver's getting old. I think I need him to get him one of those new phones that have the big buttons and large print edition books and prune juice. <laughs> <laughs> the large print edition book of fucking uh, War and Peace is like the size of the Empire State Building. Pretty much. To, I'd like to do a large print book with like one word a page for... The Dude. Navi are crying over the death of so many trees for this large print book endeavor. And James Cameron is making a ride about it. The Navi anal slide. Sweet. Pshum. Stick your dick in here and it'll fly. Two Colorado men stand accused of multiple offenses after driving their dead friend's corpse to a pair of Denver night spots and using his ATM card to buy themselves drinks. The Denver Post reported Thursday, prosecutors have charged Robert Jeffrey Young and Mark Rubinson of abusing a corpse, identity theft, and criminal impersonation. You impersonating a criminal? No. I like the Hamburglar. Well, no, they... <laughs> <laughs> Rubble, Rubble! The men found Does their friend... Does the Hamburglar Jeff even exist anymore, or is he no longer PC? I don't know. I have never seen the Hamburglar or Grimace or any of these people. Birdie. Birdie. It's Fry just... Guys. I think Ronald killed them all because he wanted the spotlight all to himself. <laughs> and then he served them in his fucking Happy Meal. As you pointed out... The Hamburglar. <laughs> the name itself is funny. Robble? Robble. As you pointed out earlier, the, the dead friend in the story is Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm wondering if it's... That's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. You see, you did watch wrestling. I watched wrestling when I was like 12. You watched wrestling when you were like 34. How old are you? I don't. I only remember um, Jeff Jarrett comes from like um, his father was one of the biggest wrestling promoters in the United States. So when uh, Jeff went into the WWF or at the time, Vince decided to kind of smack him down and give him that ludicrous role where he had the had the lights on this country suit and he had mm -hmm. the glasses that glowed, and uh, and then he got into a, a feud with this guy called the Roadie about who actually sang a song. Oh, wrestling. You know what wrestling is? First of all, wrestling... Enlighten me, oh wise sage. This is not a rant. This is just an explanation for all you folks out there who needed to be explained. Two. Um, guys will never admit this. One, first of all, wrestling is going to disappear within the next 10, 15 years. I'll be honest with you. One... I agree. Yeah. It's not geared towards children anymore. And, and Actually, it's more geared towards children now that uh, Vince has taken on a PG stance to WWF. Really? See, the yeah. last time I was watching it was a lot of, like, fucking bra matches. Yeah, dude, that was ten years ago. Oh, fine. I didn't know he's lightened up. That was up. the Attitude Era. Oh, the Attitude Era. The adi Well, the Attitude Era was not kid-friendly. But anyway, if yeah, it's... And that last, that was the pinnacle of WWF success outside of what they did in the 80s. Okay. Well, whatever. Okay, if, if they'd have coasted that wave... Instead of Vince purchasing up WCW and ECW and buying out his competition, thus desaturating the market, mm -hmm. and then having no one to play off of, and then getting lax and lazy with their storylines, then they, they would be coasting on that Attitude Era bra match shit, because that was awesome. Okay, well, whatever. Okay, go. So one, I was going to say it's not geared towards children, but if it is geared towards children, and it, it could come back and be popular, because that's what began was it was a children's thing. Like, remember Hulk Hogan's Rock and Roll Wrestling cartoon? Well, that's not what began it. No, WWF no, no, no. WWF started back in the 60s. Yes, it did. I'm not saying the Rock and Roll cartoon started the WWF. But I'm saying... That cartoon was, was horrible. I, well, of course it was. Um, let me explain wrestling to the, to the masses. <laughs> well, you're wrong on all counts. No. It is currently geared more towards children... And this, at the at time, is they're losing more money than they've ever done before because they're not twisting it towards more adult viewership. Okay, it won't, okay. this is why it won't go back towards... It's, if parents find out that it's more geared towards children and it starts airing on Saturday mornings like it used to, 
it could pick up in popularity again. Oh, when Bret Hart was wrestling John Blonde Joseon. Yeah, and the killer bees and stuff. Yeah. Um, it was more kid-friendly. Kids watched it. Kids are what made it. The height, it's pinnacle in the 80s, like you were saying. Um, so if it goes back to that, that might work. But the reason why it's not going to work now is because of the increase in popularity of the MMA. UFC, all the mixed martial arts. That's replaced wrestling. But, and no guys would probably like to admit this, basically what wrestling is, is it's a masculine soap opera. Like sands through the hourglass. Oh, yeah! Exactly. Uh, well, Jeff Jarrett is still alive, folks. The real but Jeff Jeffrey Jarrett, dead. This and is a bizarre and unfortunate crime, said Denver Police Department spokesman Sonny Jackson. Oh, he should start up a jazz band. Uh, this isn't anything you want to have happen to a loved one. I don't know. I think if I died and you carted me downtown and set me at a table and... I mean, you could use my ATM card. I think this, uh... Yeah, please, like, I would do that. Uh, I think this Jeff Jarrett and his death had a better night out than I usually do. Dead or alive. And that's, that's fucked up. up. From the Daily Mail UK, French prisoner manages to kill himself with anti-suicide paper pajamas. Mon dieu. Ugh. A French prison inmate has succeeded in killing himself with his government-issue anti-suicide kit. <laughs> God bless him. <laughs> That's conviction. Well, if everyone says, you know, God has a plan, if you can thwart an anti-suicide <laughs> kit and use it to commit suicide, Good idea. it was your time to go. The 23-year-old convict managed to hang himself with his paper pajamas, specially designed to prevent depressed prisoners from hanging themselves. The unnamed man at the Santé prison in Paris found a way of making the paper capable of holding his weight, prisoner source, prison sources said. He then attached it to a part on the ceiling and hanged himself. He is the second inmate in six months to have managed to take his own life with the anti-suicide kit. You know, maybe it's time to change your kit. Was this kit made by Maalox? Because it <laughs> isn't working. All high-risk inmates in French prisons have been issued with the kits since 2009, which are aimed at stemming an alarming rise in suicide rates. Prisoners? Depressed? Kill surprise. Normal clothing and bedding oh, is dear. removed from their cell, and they are given tear-proof sheets and clothes and pajamas made from paper. Okay, first off, if you're depressed and thinking of killing yourself, making them wear paper clothing, probably not going to help them want to not, not kill themselves. That's not a cheer-upper, is it? No, I don't often wear paper clothing myself. Uh, but a prison source told French online newspaper Le Post, If a prisoner is determined enough, he is certainly able to use these materials to kill himself. <laughs> there must be an urgent review of how they are made to prevent this happening again. More than 70 inmates a year kill themselves in France's prisons, with hangings accounting for 96% of all suicides. What are the other four? Who? Drowning in the toilet? Who by fire? Who by water? <laughs> Who? It is merry, merry month of May. Oh. Who by very slow decay? Who, Mike, shall I say, is calling? Don't try to class us up with Leonard Cohen. <laughs> We're not that classy of a show. Anyway, Who good on... by Badger? <laughs> yes, 4% by random Badger attacks. And that's... <laughs> that fucked, fucked up! up. Uh, so this week's S-File on the site is uh, Bullet Street from Toronto, and uh, we got him on the phone now, uh, calling in. He's going to talk to us a bit about uh, the Wayne Foundation. He's a songwriter, and he's written a couple of songs for Sir. Um, so uh, let's say hello. Hello. All right. So <laughs> hello. Mr. Bullet Street, welcome to the Unused Muse News Podcast. Hello, guys. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Uh, so you're out in Toronto? Yep. Okay, and uh, I lived there for a little while, Mike. When was the last time you were in Toronto? Come uh, on, this is your chance. I was in Toronto in August for the Def Leppard show at the Molson Amphitheater. Ryan, nice. Yeah. Were you, were you there? I was not a Def Leppard. Oh. <laughs> Ryan, I have, a que I have a question for you, Ryan. Can you name, yes. how many Def Leppard songs can you name me? Uh, oh god, um, not many. How many Bon Jovi songs can you name me? Bon Jovi song. Uh, <laughs> See, Def Leppard will outlive Bon Jovi, that's my prediction. Uh, Def Leppard were kind of more metal. 
Yeah, the early days, they definitely were a heavy metal band. And then they pussied themselves out. Yes, as opposed to the death metal that is now Bon Jovi. Uh, not only did their drummer lose his arm, but the whole band lost their balls. Alright, let's talk to Ryan about Ryan's stuff. Alright, sorry. Uh, Ryan, you are, I was talking to you earlier today, you are a musician and songwriter unlike Def Leppard. Uh, can, uh, can you tell me when, like, how did you get into that biz? Um, well, I guess I started writing songs in, like, when I was 15. I got my first guitar around 1995 or so. Um... And yeah, I just started writing songs. I think I had a, I was really into Smashing Pumpkins. They just released uh, Melancholy and the Sadness at the time. And uh, I just remember that being a double album. I've never even heard the Smashing Pumpkins before, but I kept hearing that they were doing this double album, and for some reason that like completely fascinated me. So um, yeah, I played guitar and then just started learning their songs first, and then uh, uh, just started writing my own. That's sort of the way it is, right? You kind of like, you, you get into something because you love, like if it's a book, you might like like love a certain author, a certain musician, a certain filmmaker. You kind of start sort of emulating them before, you know, finding your own wings. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, yeah, I do a lot of art as well. And the same thing, like when I was a kid, I would just, you know, draw comics and just copy other people's stuff and then eventually just sort of move away from that and start making your own thing. Um, so you've written a couple of songs for, uh, for Sir, and, um, you guys sent us Plus One. Now, I, I didn't know until I listened to it shortly before Mike came in the room that you wrote that amazing Plus One song <laughs> that they've played so many times. And I fucking love that song. I walk around singing, singing it every once in a while. And, and uh, oh, that's just, awesome. yeah, that's a really cool tune. It reminds me of like those tunes from like the eighties. Is that what you're kind of going for? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there is a, a plus one, it sort of stemmed from a, a early plus one episode uh, where Kevin played the one of the songs that they sort of do it to. Um, and it's like the most ridiculous 80s R&B jam. And I, yeah, I couldn't stop laughing that whole time. So do you think um, that Kevin Jen are fucking to your song? Uh, no, they, they talk about that on the podcast, but I think uh, Kevin asked if uh, she would ever, <laughs> she would ever uh, fuck into that, and she said that, but she laughing the entire time. <laughs> what, what about at least oral? <laughs> at least oral to that. Come on. Andre tried to oral me when it was playing. I'm like, Andre, no. Let's be professional. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's what that song does to people. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just stick to our normal. My heart will go on. Oh, that's just, <laughs> that's just wrong. Now, uh, Kevin's been very supportive of uh, the Wayne Foundation, and uh, from what I've read, you two have started raising funds for the foundation. Uh, can you tell us a bit about what the foundation is and how you became involved with it? Yeah, it's um, so it's a foundation started by Kevin uh, Smith. Ryan, the uh, yes. the Skype connection is a little bit choppy, so it's kind of like we're having an interview with Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is like we're talking to Stephen Hawking. It is, really. <laughs> Ryan, tell us about the creation of the universe. <laughs> Black holes. It's strange, because dude, the dude from L.A. was coming in clear. The dude from Toronto is coming in choppy. That's yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my uh, boyfriend's in Hong Kong, and yeah, we're having the same problems, but maybe it's his computer. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> ah. mm. Okay, I'm going to drop you here. I'm jmusebusdriver at hotmail.com over on MSN. Okay. I'll, I'll try uh, that. Hey. Whoa, oh, there we that's go. That's better. better. Okay. So let's continue. So um, we were talking about the Wayne Foundation, and uh, that's the part that was kind of really choppy. And if you can, and that's the most important part. So. Yeah. So can you just reiterate what yes. you were telling us about the Wayne Foundation? That would be great. Uh, yeah. So what was I saying? So yeah, the Wayne Foundation is a um, charity uh, founded by Kevin Smith and Jimmy Walton, and uh, it's to help uh, young girls who have fallen victim to. Uh, sex trafficking and sexual abuse. Um, and so it's to provide a place for them to, uh, you know, uh, have a sort of support system uh, and, uh, you know, to sort of take them out of that, that world. Um, so Jamie uh, Walton was a, 
former victim of uh, sex trafficking as well. So it's uh, she didn't really have that support system uh, to take her out of that world. So she's trying to create that uh, for other uh, young girls. So, so that's the Wayne Foundation. Um, and then I got involved. Um, uh, Kevin had done a, uh, a program called Smintview, uh, where he did a two-part interview with Jamie. Um, and then after I heard that, I had to. I uh, felt I just had to do something to help. Um, so the only thing I'm really good at is uh, songwriting, hopefully. Um, so, uh, anyways, yeah. So I uh, maybe I could uh, write some songs and raise, you know, a little bit of money, anyways, uh, to help out. So that's that. And uh, from what I gather, you're not very sports inclined to the fact that you had to actually go look up the great one's number. <laughs> oh my God, really? And you call yeah, yourself no, Canadian, I, sir. I am. Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, drink Tim Hortons. Uh, I don't. I don't watch blame hockey. you there. I don't. Yeah, I'm a really bad Canadian. Uh, I did watch Degrassi though. That's that's my one Canadian. Everyone's watched Degrassi. We should test this guy's knowledge of Canadiana, Mike. Hit him up with a trivia question. Uh oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Who, who's the host of The Nature of Things? Uh, David Suzuki. Yeah. Oh, okay, so he gets okay. one point there. Yeah, that's a big hey. one. Okay, name me two Canadian directors. Uh, Norman Jewison. Mm -hmm. uh, Adam Egoyan, did he? He's yeah. Canadian. Yep, okay, one more. Well, you asked for two, he just gave me two. <laughs> No, one more question. Oh. I do know. Okay, no, how about, which one of these bands is not Canadian? Go for okay. it. Oh, I have to give it three You're bands. You're better at this. <laughs> All right. Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, give me a break. Blue Rodeo. <laughs> and Fall Out Boy. Uh, Fall Out Boy. Uh, all right, you win the prize. I don't know, though. We not, don't have a prize, but we... <laughs> not knowing 99? Wow. I would have been like Glass Tiger, Lover Boy... Five Man Electrical Band, and Metallica. <laughs> uh, so two of them are. Um, what are your future endeavors there when it comes to the songwriting and stuff like that? Like, do you plan on writing any more songs for Sir uh, and such? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping to do around 10 in total. Got another two kind of uh, that have been demoed. Uh, they just need to be. Uh, like the final recording needs to be done. You gotta do us some cool outro music, because right now we're just playing some shit public domain music. <laughs> yeah, if you guys need a song, let me know. We we would like some nice outro music. Yeah, because we got the uh, Crafty Cruise intro, so something uh, equally cool to go out on. We'll pay you with yeah, with what? absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your royalties are zilcho. You can have Mike for sex. Hmm, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if my uh, boyfriend will like that, but uh, we'll see. We'll I don't know if you would like it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm actually in another band. Uh, we're called uh, Radius and Helena. And that's actually my primary band, sort of my main project. Um, Bold Street is uh, more just sort of like a solo side project. Kind of uh, do you want to uh, like so? Uh, Radius and Helena is your band. Do you guys uh, play in Toronto? Do you have any upcoming gigs you want to sort of whore? Plug, plug away. Plug your shit. Uh, October first, we're playing the Tip Bell Lightbox uh, for uh, Nuit Blanche. Uh, so we're gonna do like a set of uh, video game inspired music. Sweet. So, uh, there'll be Metroids. We'll have giant Metroid heads eating our brains. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it'll be pretty epic. So October 1st. October 1st. Excellent. Um, so I think we're, we have two sets. I think one's in and around uh, 9 o'clock and the other is at around midnight. So. Excellent. So if you're in the Toronto area... And even if you're not, fucking go to Toronto. Hang out with Ryan. Listen to the tunes. He's playing music based on fucking video game tunes. All right, well, thank you. No Thanks worries. for calling, Ryan. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, so back to the unused Muse News. Uh, unused from... Muse News. Unused. Muse news. Shoot some of that pod cum in my ear. So, from mm. AOL, Terry Kimball... Huh? Good uh, aim. Thank you. I've practiced. Terry Kimball arrested. Taco Bell customer calls 9-11. My name is Terry Kimball. Uh. I'm a cop, you idiot. Wow. All right. Stupid! I'm going to ask you some questions. Where's my taco? 
Alright, so from AOL, Terry Kimball arrested. Taco Bell customer calls 911 when restaurant refused service. Can I call 911-911? I don't think so anymore. Yeah. You say 911 now, it's totally different connotations. Yeah, so we called 911. Rescue 911 and William Shatner answered. <laughs> Hello, I'll get you to your taco. Rescue 911. What a great show. It seems that, remember when that's what reality shows used to be? Yeah. Unsolved Mysteries, Rescue 911. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries. Was now awesome. it's fucking The Bachelorette. I miss old reality TV. Anyway, it seems that Terry Lynn Kimball was actually acting responsibly until he called the cops. Police arrested Kimball outside a Taco Bell around 12 a.m. Wednesday morning after the 50-year-old Floridian walked to the Mexican fast food chain. I didn't know Taco Bell was Mexican. I didn't know they called them Floridians. Really? That sounds like fluoride. It does. Did you have to take fluoride in school? No, because fluoride is in our drinking water. No, but in our in uh, when I was growing up in, in school, uh, once a month... They they would call you into the hallway, and they had a table set up in the hallway with all these little Dixie cups on it filled with fucking fluoride. And you're supposed to drink the fluoride, fluoride and they told you, you have to swish it around in your mouth. Come to think of it, I did go to a Catholic school. You yeah, were you wearing it. pants during this exercise? <laughs> you had to swish it around in your mouth for like a, a minute, and then you had to go to the bathroom and spit it in the sink. And it was supposed to be like good for your uh, teeth. It's good for your enamel. And they had like bubblegum flavored or strawberry flavored. Um... It was really fucking gross shit. Just the kind of shit you had to do at Catholic school, folks. It's gross shit like Taco Bell. Mmm. Uh, alright. Yeah, so anyway, so Terry uh, went to the... Called 911 when the employee refused to serve him at the drive through window. Unfortunately for Kimball, by the time he made it to the Taco Bell, the establishment seems to have a no-car, no-tacos policy for the drive through Oh, so he was walking through? He walked there because he was drunk. And he didn't want to drink and drive for a taco. So good for you, Terry. But apparently calling 911 over a taco issue is not so good. So they actually have a little bit of a transcript here. So Can I, I'll play the part of... Uh, what do you want me to be? I'll play the part of the Kimball. Okay, I was going to do both and show my range. But no, you... no, no. Uh, go on, we'll do... It's like be an acting exercise. Kimball requires more reading. Fine. You seem to have been having trouble with that this <laughs> evening. I'll be Kimball. Uh, is Kimball uh, a boy or a girl? Terry Lynn Kimball. Uh, it's a it's a woman. Okay. All right. So, nine one one Largo emergency. It's not an emergency. However, can you wait? Can wait. you she's put me through a, the dispatch? She's not a southern. I'm at the Taco Bell. She's not a southern debutante. And I walked in, and I left my car on purpose so I wouldn't drink and drive. I walked up, they wouldn't serve me. So I'm at the Taco Bell at one hundred and thirty seventh in Wallishingham. And I just, I just want some tacos. That's it. What's the employee saying? You can't walk up. You can't go to the drive up. You got to get a DUI to get a taco. I got the munchies and I walked a quarter mile from here. And I always rely on the kindness of strangers. All right, that's enough of that acting. All right, well, that Taco Bell employee got off light. Oh, okay. <laughs> Check this out. From My Fox DC. Man threatened Taco Bell employee with shotgun after forgetting hot sauce. Nice. Ooh. This is actually, it's from the D.C., but it's from uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, fucking the D.C. folk wouldn't act like this. Are you kidding? It's got like the one of the highest homicide rates in the country. Stop fucking correcting me, oh, douche. Yeah, sorry. An order, an order error at a fast food restaurant almost cost an employee his life. A man placed an order at Taco Bell in Missouri last Saturday, then drove home and noticed he hit Missouri... Isn't that Minnesota? This story's all over the fucking place. No, Kansas City, Missouri. Right. Where did Minnesota ever come into this? Stop fucking correcting me, douche. Oh, yeah. A man placed an order at a Taco Bell in Missouri last Saturday, then drove home and noticed he hadn't been given his hot sauce. Police say the man went back to the restaurant, handed the order back, and pointed a loaded shotgun in the window. That guy really wanted his fucking hot sauce. Yeah, pretty much. I would, too. It's the only thing that makes Taco Bell edible. You would not eat Taco Bell. No, that's true. Yeah. You would... <laughs> don't even try to pass that joke off. No one knows yet your craziness for food. We'll I... get into that maybe in a later episode. That's a whole fucking show. Yeah. But... It's um, a whole fucking sweeps. It's man. like that, that child this week that came out in a news story that won't eat <sighs> anything and has to be fed fucking through a tube. I told you that story meat depresses loaf, me. Meat loaf. Double beat loaf. <laughs> That's a sad story. The child was a preemie and had to be on an incubator. And when children are on incubators for prolonged periods of time, they 
develop an aversion to oral stimulation, so that's why the child won't eat. I'm avoiding the joke. That would be wrong. There is no joke in that one. There was a there was another story, a study that was released this week, actually, about prematurely born people, is that they actually die earlier. Even if you're born five days premature to your actual date that you're supposed to be born on, you'll die sooner. Well, don't say that. My daughter was born uh, eight, seven, eight days. She'll die sooner. That's a horrible thing to say. Well, it's sooner by like seven or eight days. Who knows when her actual death date is supposed to... I don't know how that study fucking works anyways. Because how do you know when you're supposed to die? Like, what's the average life expectancy of a a woman that was 85? But uh, Bob Hope's widow died this week of 102. She was 102 or 103, and Bob Hope died at 100. Wow. Depressing. What's the next news story to try to lighten the mood? Idiots of the week. Idiots of the us. Hmm. All right, all those people were idiots that we just talked about, but yep. not as big an idiot as these guys i should read the fucking yeah, story yeah, it's guys all right but not as big an idiot as these guys or the guy who's doing a story on idiots without having read the story first stop fucking with me man <laughs> don't fuck with how i do my shit <laughs> i don't tell you how to do your shit from my fox dc yay my fox homeowners this takes place in covington georgia they just rip everybody off don't they yep Hmm. Homeowner's camera holds intruders' photos. Authorities in Georgia say three young intruders broke into a home, washed a dog in the bathroom, used a toothbrush, and ate some birthday cake in the kitchen before leaving behind a key piece of evidence. Pictures of them on the homeowner's camera. WSB-TV in Atlanta reports that Roderick Ward said he was gone for 10 days and became suspicious after returning home to find his air conditioner running and his back doors unlocked. Ward found a camera that had been left behind, and on it were photos of two teenagers and a younger child. Was it their dog that they washed? Was it the owner's dog? I mean, this homeowner left his dog alone for ten days? His dog probably called those kids over and said, (laughs) Fuck, come bathe me! (laughs) At least he didn't eat the owner when they came home. Yeah, exactly. Jeez Louise. Mm. Um, yeah. Very weird. It just seems like kids just being kids. Kids will be kids. Kids will be kids. They'll break into a home, wash a dog, eat a birthday cake, and leave. Why was there a birthday cake there if you're gone for 10 days, too? How good is that cake going to last? I don't know. I've had birthday cake in the fridge for a while. Why would you buy a birthday cake and then leave for 10 days? Why wouldn't you just buy the cake when you came home? There's a mystery here to be solved. I know. Angela Lansbury. Pretty much. Take us to Cabot Cove. Wow, how do you know where she's from? You got a fucking guilt thing going on. Yeah. We need Angela Lansbury to get to the bottom of that obsession. Beauty and the Beast. Ah, yes, I, I often fuck a teapot. What? Huh? <laughs> Hold on a second. I often fuck a teapot? Beauty and the Beast. She's the voice of the teapot. Isn't she? What is she in that cartoon? She's the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a totally different movie. That would be awesome. The moral of the story here, folks, is if you're going to leave, uh, if you're going to rob a place, there's no moral to the story. No, I don't know. Yeah. If you're going to rob a place, do them a favor and wash their dog while you're there. I think the moral of this story is that homeowner needs to get a new dog. One that will defend the home. And not just let any old yahoo come and bathe it. I think it was the people's dog. They must have brought their dog and their kid. Oh, man. Robbed the place and then decided that their dog was dirty and then washed the dog. Maybe the dog ate the birthday cake and got all the cake all over his face, and then they had to wash it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe they ate some of the birthday cake that the dog ate, and then realizing that the dog ate it, because the dog, they discovered, had all the icing all over its face, realizing that the dog had previously eaten the cake, the kids were like, oh, fuck! And then they had to brush their teeth, so they used the toothbrushes. You know, maybe it was the dog's birthday, and they just figured, (laughs) you know, providence provided. Happy ergo. birthday, Lassie. Yeah, ergo, we're gonna, you know, bathe you. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, have some cake, let's have a bath, take a couple pictures to commemorate the occasion. Maybe they were gonna add this guy as a friend on Facebook after and ask for those photos. Who knows? Did they even steal anything? I don't think so. <laughs> it was birthday cake theft. Yeah, they stole birthday cake. Maybe they stole the dog. No, it was their dog. We don't know. This is bad reporting. 
It is. But if we've come to well, any conclusion is that we would both fuck Angela Lansbury. Mm. Either as beast, old <laughs> investigator, or teapot. And that was our Idiot, Idiot of the Week. Idiot of the Week. So, time after time. This is... From Cindy Lauper's time after time. time after time page. Wait, no. This is from Time. Uh, it's from the Lifestyle. Those guys could have baked a cake in an easy bake oven. They, huh? If you bake me a cake, I will eat you. Time after time. Hasbro's new if easy. If you leave your dog behind, baby, I'll wash it. 11.59. Time after time. I'm not getting home now until 12.30. Poor little I won't Mike. do the story if you don't stop. Poor little Mike. Seriously, I'll just say we have enough. Oh, fuck you. Go then, <laughs> asshole. Uh, so this is from Time. This is the lifestyle. Hasbro's new Easy Bake Oven ditches the light bulb. Though Newsfeed's childhood would suggest that cookies taste better with burnt fingers, society seems to have come to an impasse with dangerous kitty cooking. This week, Hasbro announced that its iconic Easy Bake Oven would abandon its nefarious light bulb, a byproduct of the, a, bleh, a byproduct of the toy's eleventh redesign. I don't know why the thing was redesigned eleven times, but whatever. Understandably, we're shaken by this news, and as you search for blame, point your finger at the environmentally conscious set. As we begin to phase out traditional light bulbs for the more energy-efficient compact fluorescence, the death of the 100-watt light bulb was imminent as was our childhood culinary experiences. Still, it's hard to believe that from now on, American youth won't know what it's like to learn about cooking or burn units by way of plastic ovens and light bulbs. They won't learn what it's like to burn themselves. Yeah, I'm confused just by the fact that it was basically is a light bulb in a plastic oven. But uh, the crazy thing uh, of this story is that the Easy Bake Ultimate Oven, which sells for 50 bucks, features a warming unit, which is closer to a traditional oven. <laughs> And it can climb up to 375 degrees. Ooh. While the outside of the oven remains only warm to touch. That's great if your kids are just touching the oven on the outside. But if they're cooking shit in it, something tells me they might put their hand in to a 375 degree furnace. But, I don't know. I don't cook much shit on my oven that requires temperatures higher than 375 degrees. Maybe 400 max. And I do not let my kids go near the oven when I'm cooking something that's on 400 max. So I'm not going to give them a toy that can reach up to 375. You had a sister, right? Or you had? You have? Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually it's saying 375 degrees. Is that Fahrenheit or Celsius? I don't know. You make me do math at midnight? That, uh, that actually might change things. Because if it's Fahrenheit, that's not as bad. Although that's probably still enough to boil water. <laughs> you don't know, do you? Fuck no, I'm Canadian. I got the metric system. I wouldn't know what the fuck a quarter pounder is. One metric pounder. One metric pounder. Mm. Either way, it gets Did your hot. sister have an easy bake oven? I don't think so. My sister didn't. We used it as a torture chamber for our G.I. Joes. Yeah, who would... I, I, I would be wary of the idea of my children eating food that's made in a toy to begin with. It was good stuff. Whenever she used to make these uh, uh, spice cakes, they were very good spice cakes. Let's face it, these toys were all designed to keep women in their role as what? Molly Homemaker anyway. Big pink ovens in the well, girl toy Well, the original wasn't pink. It was brown. I think my sister's was brown. Well, it wasn't found in the area of toys with G.I. Joes and Transformers. It was found with the Barbies and fucking plush dolls. Because it's a girl's toy. G.I. Joe was to raise children to go out and f men to go out and fight wars. Didn't work for me. Easy bake oven Are was... you telling me Serpentor was supposed to tell people to go out and join Desert Storm? G.I. Joe was basically a, a toy, especially the original G.I. Joe. It was a toy to support army and soldiers and fighting. It was a fucking child's marketing toy to in get children to enlist when they get older. So yeah, so... Easy Bake Ovens, if you buy your child an Easy Bake Oven, you're setting them up to the role of servitude. I didn't know that. Well, now you know. Oh, and knowing is half the battle. Sorry, no, I What are you doing now? Why are you fucking with that shit? Because he just sent you a message. You did? Yes, because it was flashing. Yeah, okay, hold on. Uh, don't forget to check us out now on iTunes. 
And next week, we're going to have a special Red State pod. We're going to the Ottawa premiere of Red State. We're going to take the microphones, talk to people in line, get some reactions. And we're going to send you out with a tune by Ryan Bullet Street Fairly called Android. And don't forget, check him out October 1st, nt.o. Dot. <laughs>